So a small part of me dies whenever I see someone waste food and it goes beyond the plate. And so this is a three-part series that talks about my feelings on wasted food and how it goes beyond finishing your plate. So in the first video, I kind of talked to you about, um, I shared with you a story about a family I saw waste a bunch of food and how it felt. And that triggered me to do some self-reflection on my upbringing and how finishing your plate was something that led to my emotional eating and how I recovered from that. Now I'm gonna talk about how I switched my mindset, how I changed my mindset from thinking about finishing your plate into saving the planet. What I wanna really preserve from my parents is that resourcefulness, is that, you know, not letting things to let, letting things get to go to waste. But I wanna eliminate the emotional ties. Okay, so then when I became a mom, I started. So what happened when I became a mom is I started seeing the same patterns in myself that that my mom was doing when I was a kid. So my mom would, when we were growing up, would often guilt trip us into finishing our plates because that's how she shows her love. She would often put a lot of time and effort into her meals, in her dishes, into dinner, and if we didn't finish what was on our plate she'd get personally upset like she that reflected how much we appreciated her um and so that was often what triggered me to finish to feel guilty whenever i didn't finish my plate because because i didn't want to disappoint her and then later on that spiraled into emotional eating and the disordered eating using laxatives and diet pills and all these things that i had that i resorted to as a way to lose weight keeping up with the, the 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 need to look a certain way and then coming full circle and uh looking at why i was eating and deciphering whether i was actually hungry versus trying to manage my emotions so i want to cut those emotional ties right i started seeing what my mom was doing in the way i was parenting and so what would happen was whenever so now that i'm a mom i said sometimes i would see food left on my daughter's plate and I'd get emotionally triggered and I would repeat my mom's assumption that <laughs> my daughter didn't appreciate my love for her and so so then that would happen I'd bite my tongue right I'd bite myself preventing myself from saying something or doing something that would guilt trip my kids to finish their food I'd fight myself. I like it was like this silent battle, right? <laughs> You're sitting at the dinner table, everything's fine, but inside I'm just like, ah, I right, fight myself, desperately trying not to project my past onto my kids. Because I really want to break that cycle. I want to break the cycle so that my kids don't have a toxic relationship with food. And it's an ongoing battle. Like every dinner, like it it's gotten a lot easier because of what I've what because of changing my mindset, and I'll talk about that. This is this is the part about changing your mindset around finishing your plate. It's an ongoing battle with myself and like it's like for most for, for my late 20s until I became a mom which is maybe like four or five years I really thought I had healed right I really had thought I had managed my emotions managed my emotional eating but early those past experiences started to resurface into my parenting role and motherhood triggered that the conflicting values were being presented when I observed that family in my first part throw away the food Knowing this about myself, I don't like that internal battle. I don't like fighting with myself at dinner. You know, even though it's a silent battle, no one really knows what's going on. It, it takes a toll on me, right? It takes a toll on how I treat others. And, and internal battles are never great anyway, like man versus man. No, man versus self is never a great, uh, great thing to go through. 
what I wanted to do is, okay, I'm, let's see this problem, right? Create, if you want to grow, see all your problems as an opportunity to grow. And what I did was I took an opportunity for me to change my mindset around food wastage because I always feel strongly about it, right? That's just inherent to who I am um, because I value resourcefulness, but I can change the reasons why and I can change what I want to do about it. So what I want, I did was redirect my focus on sustainability and our plant's future. So kind of changing it from the emotional ties of trying to show my love for my kids to, hey, let's talk about the greater good. Let's talk about our planet. Let's talk about the earth. Well, so I value resourcefulness, but my reason and my context for those values can change. And I can lean into what I want to believe in, not what I was conditioned to believe in. I'm no longer a child under my parents' roof, right? Where survival was the mission, was the goal, and that food shouldn't be wasted because it cost my parents hours of work to pay for. And where love was shown through providing the basic necessities. So I'm no longer in that. Like I can, I can say to myself, I'm not in my parents, under my parents' roof anymore. Not to say that I'm not grateful. I'm eternally grateful for the time and place that I live in that you know, I'm fortunate that I'm not in my parents' position and that I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that they took the hardship, um, the brunt of the hardship when they immigrated to Canada and that so that I can thrive and optimize on the opportunities that they didn't have. And so I want to preserve my parents' resourcefulness, not because I need to survive, okay, but because I want my great-grandchildren to because of the planet. Identifying this difference and appreciating this difference in my reasons why for this, the context behind our values has allowed me to really embrace my past and then take action in my present so that I can create a better future for my kids. And so I started thinking about, so I started thinking about all the resourceful ways I have lived my life. And I came up with a list of things that I do that reduce wasted food. What I'm hoping is by sharing my story with you and these tips that I'm hoping to inspire you to redirect your focus from, you know, finishing your plate to let's save our planet. A little background so that you kind of have a context, like for those who like data and those who like to understand why and why this is important to you. Here are some Canadian statistics on wasted food. So according to an annual 2019, so very recent last year, uh, report by Second Harvest, there are reports called feeding people, not landfills. Um, more than half the food that is produced in Canada gets thrown out. So half. Um, and this is approximately like just to sh in numbers. So those who like the facts and the figures, this corresponds to 35 and a half million metric tons of food. Like I can't even imagine what a ton, I think a ton is a car, but three and a half million tons of that. And then every year, so it's not just like, overall since then since since like 1990 or whatever 2000 it's like every year so it accumulates and 11.2 million metric tons of that so like almost like almost a third of that is it can be avoided just like let that sink to you like 11.2 million metric tons of food gets just it, it's preventable from that report i'm drawing it from it referencing it i'm giving credit to this report i'm not i i didn't do the research um, from farm to table, here's kind of the breakdown of this amount. Um, so 6% of this is at the farm, 
and producer's level. So oftentimes there's like fruit that just goes that ripe, fall to the, the ground and just doesn't get picked. Um, I'm sure there's another a lot of and there's other reasons. 43% of this is at the processors and manufacturers level. 5% of this is, uh, is at the distributors level. 12% of this is at the retailers level. 13% of this is at the hotels and restaurants. Like my experience at the restaurant where that family wasted most, anyway, most their food. <clears throat> 21%, of this 11.2 million metric tons of food is at the household level. So your own home, my home, your home, everyone's home, Canadian at least. So just let that marinate in your brain how much food that is. And why should we care about wasted food? Like why should we do our part in reducing it? Everyone has their own reasons for doing what they do, but these ones are the ones that resonate with me and I'm hoping that it resonates with you. Um, I'm gonna state the obvious, um, but it saves you money, okay? like money 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 right like everyone loves money like my parents great parents great grandparents forefathers whatever great and ancestors ancestors have preached for years for generations when you throw something good like something you bought with money throw something out you bought with money that's like throwing out money okay so it's just it's, it's both saving money if that's got as much selfish reason as possible, like I like saving money. The next thing is let's talk about the Earth's, Earth's resources um, that are used to grow food. Like if you've ever grown a zucchini, like this year we just recently started growing our own zucchinis. It takes a lot of effort. <laughs> it takes soil, it takes water, it takes sunshine. Um, but let's just go down the route of when that when you throw out half your burger, okay? Like, do you know how much effort how much resources from the earth it took to raise that cow. Manufacture it into ground beef. Transport it to a restaurant. Grill it and serve it to you piping hot. And then you just throw it away. Um, and I'm just talking about that patty, right? I'm talking about the lettuce that was grown, the, the tomatoes, the eggs and the oil that created the mayonnaise, the, the flour, the, the wheat that was ground down, that was grown into making flour and the yeast to make that bun. And then when you leave it on your plate, it's, it takes an additional, a bunch of resources to collect that thing, haul it, transport it to a landfill site. Then you think about the landfill site as you waste even more food and throw more into the mix, it keeps growing. And landfill sites also produce methane emissions that contribute to the greenhouse gases that continue to heat our planet up. So it's like, it, it's when you waste that half a burger, it's perfectly good for your lunch the next day. You know, pack it in a, you bring out your own container, put it in there and then just go home and put it in the fridge and then heat that baby up the next day, eat it versus throwing a napkin on there and being like, I don't want it anymore. I'm gonna share with you the next part of my, this the final part of my series is actually some some things that I do to help reduce face food waste. I'm not someone who gives advice unless I followed it. Um, I'm a realist, so these are real practical tips that you can try and do that are relatively easy to follow. Like I'm, I don't have a lot of time. I don't have, like I'm a mom of two. I love doing this thing. I have a lot of busy, I'm a busy person, but these are some, some things that you can really implement in your life that will help reduce the amount of food waste in your household. Um, so let me know um, 
what what you think of the statistics of that 21%? For those who are Canadian, I don't know the American stats, but I'm sure it's very similar or even better. Or I don't know, it's very similar. Um, what do you think of the stats? What are some of your kind of thoughts on how much food that gets wasted every year? Let me know. Hey guys, it's Catherine here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this or you resonated with this and found value in my content, please hit the subscribe button. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart.